Welcome to Elevations, new perspectives on science, technology, education, and the arts. I'm your host, Amy Reynolds. Today we have three guests who will talk about a collaboration between the Brain Health Research Institute, the Healthy Communities Research Institute, and the WIC Poetry Center, all here at Kent State University. They are researching the intersection of poetry and mental health. I'll introduce them and have them tell you a little bit about what they're working on. Welcome Heather Caldwell, a professor of biological sciences at Kent State University who runs the Laboratory of Neuroendocrinology and Behavior. Hi, Heather. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. My role here is essentially as a representative for the Brain Health Research Institute. My own research is focused on kind of how brains function. Thanks, Heather. Welcome Dr. Claire Stacy, an associate professor of sociology at Kent State, a medical sociologist who focuses on long-term and end-of-life care and is with the Healthy Communities Research Institute at Kent State. Hi, Claire. Hi, Amy. So great to be here with everybody. My job is to help bring people together to do innovative work. And on the Healing Stanzas Project, I am the social scientist who's helping to measure some of the outcomes. Thanks, Claire. Welcome Charles Malone, a poet, teacher, and the program and outreach manager for the WIC Poetry Center at Kent State. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Amy. I'm glad to be here. Uh, in my role at the WIC Poetry Center, I train teaching artists and help them lead workshops in the community and campus settings such as mental health support groups, the juvenile detention center, and other places where these conversations can be meaningful. Or as I like to say, I try to put poetry to work. The research we're talking about grows out of a project called Healing Stanzas. Charlie, can you tell us how that came to be? Healing Stanzas began as a collaboration with University Hospitals Portage, and we had teaching artists working both in the hospital with different patient groups and also at Coleman Health Services with the mental health support group. And that was the birthplace where we were really trying to apply poetry to different needs in our community, whether it was addiction recovery or you know the mental health support group and it's been a growing thing where we could see very, very good benefits. And with Heather and Claire's help, we've been able to adapt it to campus to meet the needs of our students right now and bring that same quality and depth of conversation to our own backyard. The study you're working on that links mental health and poetry is just getting underway. Heather, can you tell us how this all got started? Absolutely. Essentially, we already know that expressive writing helps to decrease things like rumination and increase resilience. This has been shown pretty extensively in frontline healthcare workers. And with COVID-19 and the increasing rates of depression and anxiety in our student populations, and probably extending to faculty and staff as well, it seemed like a perfect opportunity to think about the intersection between brain health, healthy communities, and the WIC Poetry Center to offer something to our own students that might be beneficial to them in terms of mental wellness. Claire, can you describe for us how this research works, how you're part of the research works? Sure. Charlie and his team from the WIC Poetry Center um, are going into 20 first-year experience courses here at Kent State, first-year students who are new to campus. The WIC poetry staff do the Healing Stanzas workshop where they introduce the students to the poetry, and Charlie can talk about that a little bit more. Each workshop begins with a conversation where students engage with their doubts and anxieties and their concerns about being here. We then hear a model poem, in this case, Wild Geese by Mary Oliver, and then begin to try to find metaphorical language to really add power and expression to those doubts and anxieties they began with. And in the end, they respond to a really simple prompt that says, even though they feel that way, they belong because. So they take each of those doubts or anxieties and turn it into an affirmation. 
And my job is to measure uh, with some of the team mental health outcomes. So we're looking at anxiety, depression, but we're also looking to see if the Healing Stanzas poetry workshops create a bump in mood so that we can try to see what kind of effect this is having on students' well-being. Charlie, I'm curious, how are you getting people involved in participating? Our method sees a poem as a chance to start a conversation about things that would otherwise be very difficult to put into words. Our students each have their own unique doubts and anxieties, and they're different from their peers, but they're all experiencing something. They're not alone in that. And if we're able to bring in this poem by Mary Oliver and really inspire their responses, we can have a very powerful conversation, hopefully that has some really beneficial mental health outcomes attached to it. I'm curious, are you noticing anything in these early stages of the research that you want to share? Any observations or patterns or experiences with the students that have been particularly noteworthy to you? I was just going to say we did actually a little pilot in the spring. And one of the things that is important in this project is that it's not just for folks in the humanity for whom poetry might seem more accessible. And I know at that point we were really struck by how even people in science disciplines felt like the poetry was accessible to them, which is very powerful. Thanks, Heather. Claire? Yes, I've had the privilege of sitting in on several sessions already. And one thing that I've noticed and that has surprised me is how willing the students are to be vulnerable in the space and to also talk about things like loneliness, their financial concerns, are they good enough to be here, imposter syndrome. These are students who haven't been on campus more than eight weeks. And the bravery that I've seen in these students to share, I think, is a testament to their courage, but also to the way that the poetry is giving them a space and a platform to share very intimate thoughts and concerns. So, Charlie, you have some poems for us from the project. Yeah, these are just often short entries that students have shared with us. I'll read a few of them. The first one here is from Emma. She wrote, Even though I feel like a candle that is burnt out, I belong because my candle can be lit again with help from another flame. Madison writes, even though I feel like a flower missing from a bouquet, I belong because that flower can shine by itself. Paige wrote, even though I feel like a rotting pumpkin, I belong because my decomposition will leave behind the seeds of new beginnings. This is an anonymous entry. Even though I feel like I am entirely too much or not nearly enough, I belong because the world needs people who are too much or not enough. Change is not created by neutrality. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love to hear where you see this going next. What are sort of the next steps in the project? Charlie? I'm really excited to hear Heather and Claire's findings on what this work, how it can be measured, how we can talk about it. And I think that will really inform what groups we work with and how we approach this in the future. Claire? I think once we have a sense of how this works for students and we have some data, we can consider broadening healing stanzas to other classrooms, other settings, and even look beyond campus. Heather? Yeah, I'm personally excited also about broadening the footprint of the research component. You know, this is just the beginning of understanding the intersection between poetry and mental health. And so I know I'm excited about bringing more researchers into the fold so we can ask more questions.
Thank you all so much for your time today. This is such important work. I'm excited to see what you find as well. Thanks so much for having us, Amy. Thank you. Thank you all. We've been talking with Heather Caldwell, Professor of Biological Science, Dr. Claire Stacy, Associate Professor of Sociology, and Charlie Malone, the Program and Outreach Manager of the WIC Poetry Center, all at Kent State University. Elevations is produced by Joe Gunderman and John Nungesser. I'm Amy Reynolds, Dean of Kent State's College of Communication and Information. Join us every Saturday morning on 89.7 and hear this and past interviews at wksu.org slash elevations.